What up, what up, top friends? It's a flashback Friday. Hope everybody's had a great week and going to have a great relaxing weekend. Uh, I'm going to take my wife out, see some music tonight myself, so we're going to enjoy that. Hope you guys are getting up to something good as well. Today, we've got a new segment for you, another new segment this week. If you haven't seen our other new segments, we had one Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or excuse me, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, because Tuesdays are our full podcast, our full hour Tile Money podcast, and this was a good week with uh, Michael Menzel. But this day, Friday, we've got this new thing, and it's Friday Flashback, brought to you by HappyTileGuy.com. HappyTileGuy.com is a business I'm a partner with. That's where we are creating websites for tile contractors designed with you in mind, and they are... um, Search engine optimized, ready to be found on Google. So head over to happytileguy.com. Um, we've got a great, great price of just $4.99 to get you up and running. And these are beautiful sites. Uh, we've built this in a way to simplify things and really work on the back end more on the search engine optimization. So check out happytileguy.com. And if you want to stay in touch with uh, Tile Money and Luke, text Tile Money to 844 844- Four four six seventy six twenty three eight four 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 six seventy six twenty three. All right, let's get to today's flashback. This was a flashback. I wanted to highlight Steve Rosh, you know, first and foremost here, um, because Steve was someone who was very um, impactful on on tile money and Luke Miller. Uh, I I was reading an article from him. Uh, in the pro installer magazine, I believe it was at the time. This was when I was just getting started. Just, uh, this was episode 16 that we're going to look at today. So just a few weeks, 16 weeks into the podcast way back in 2018. And, um, I read an article he wrote and I really enjoyed it. And I, he had his phone number on there. So I gave him a call right away. He was eager to talk to me. He really, um, was a believer in the podcast when I told him what I was doing and he he's someone uh, he was someone who had written a lot of business content and you can still find it on the Internet under his name, Steve Rosh. But um, he has written a lot of business content. And he was a, a coach and a mentor for a lot of people, a lot of people. So he's done a lot of good. He did a lot of good in this industry. Um, he's no longer with us. He passed um, the following summer, unfortunately. Uh, far too young. But let's check out Steve Rosh in this first episode. If you like this, if you like what we hear, today should be about 10, 15 minutes. Um, we got just got about six, seven minutes of flashback, and I'll say a few words as well. So if you like what you hear, you can watch the whole episode um, by the link here in the show notes. Let's get started here with a, one thing he said towards the beginning that, that really uh, I enjoyed. We're going to talk about how guys become successful. I think it's critical to your success that you have quiet time in your life. For sure. That, that I see one of the biggest abuses of small tile folks and small carpet folks is they feel like they've got to work 12 to 14 <laughs> hours a day, seven days a week. And you just, you, you don't have balance in your life, you have a problem. You can't keep that schedule up for very long. In fact, one of my earlier interviews was all right, so I, I just thought that was a good way to kind of let you know kind of the mindset of Steve here. He was a very balanced man, um, and he lived a full life, and he had a he had a really good life. But um, I, I, you know, still to this day agree with that statement. You can't go full blower 
um, full speed ahead for too, too many days or months or years in a row without getting burnt out. So find your balance, friends. And now check out what he said here. We started getting into objectives and key results. I, I asked him to talk to me about employees and how a company would find employees because back in 2018, that was a problem. Guess what? In 2022, it's an even bigger problem for you guys. I think you're really going to enjoy what Steve said about employees here and uh, especially objectives and key results. And, and, and you hit one of my patient spots. You'll be able to tell when you hit my patient spot because I, I have, I'm a terrible poker player. I start having facial tells and I'm ready <laughs> to go. And I want you to finish the question so I can go, you know. <laughs> this is what's wrong in my opinion with Washington DC right now in Congress. We've got employees of the voters up there that have no tying their compensation into their results. They get the same money if they sit on their butts and do nothing, or if they cause problems, or if they do something worthwhile for our, our constituents. So I am real big on tying your compensation into your results. Uh, the, the article that you refer to, and I've got, I'm looking around because I've got this laid out so I can refer to it also. Sure. The article in Pro Installer Magazine uh, came about when, when Jeff Golden, the, the editor of Pro Installer, said exactly what you did. We have a lot of, of smaller installer readers, so don't give us the General Motors view of what to do. And I like that in the consulting world. I, I like to deal with a General Motors account. You know, they got big budgets, spend money like crazy. But the reality is I need to focus in on the local Chevy dealer in your hometown. That's the guy I'm trying to make or woman that I'm trying to make the difference with. So I really appreciated what Steve was saying here. You know, I was asking him about employees for smaller business. You know, he knew that I was talking to smaller businesses, smaller contractors, and he, you know, he admitted, Hey, I would like to advise the biggest companies in the world, but you know, let's face it, the small, the small contractors in this um, industry need a lot of help. So he was somebody who was very willing. In fact, he came on several times to continue the mission of tile money to, um, to further the education of, of contractors and tile installers. And no doubt he, he would still be coming on to this day. But I really like what he says here because um, you can see where his focus was. Hey, you know, I have all this information. Some of it's applicable to larger companies, but today he said, we're gonna focus on the smaller, the smaller installer. So listen, hear what he said further on the subject of attracting employees to your company and compensation and how really linking, um, I like, you know, he's a little bit, uh, uh, not afraid to share his opinions there on um, on what happens there in uh, in DC with the politicians. You know their their compensation isn't linked to our happiness. You know their compensation isn't always linked. He was saying you know and hey I can't I can't say he's wrong. You know and so when we have an employee or somebody we expect that's working for us, you know what are they doing for us? What are they doing for us to earn that pay, that keep right? And certainly as contractors, we realize that. I mean, we're going to contract a job, a tile job. We're going to have to deliver. Uh, employees going to have to deliver to get paid on Friday. But oftentimes it, it goes awry when, when there's nothing, you know, really linked to track the progress is really what he was setting himself up for. So check out what he said next. When you talk about employees tying their compensation into their results, there's a, there's a great company that you, or a series of great companies you should look at and evaluate and use. 
they use, uh, whether it's Google or Intuit or other big companies, uh, they use a thing called OKRs. And an OKR is business talk for objectives and key results. Okay. You, set, you set no more than four, five maximum, but I like the four number, objectives and key results of what you want. Now, your objectives have to be clearly written. They have to be understandable. And everybody in the company has to know what they are. Um, old guy, I still like post-it notes. If you've got a van you're driving today, put your key four objectives on a post-it note so you see it on the dashboard every time you get in your truck. Right. You know? and, and so you've got to then take those goals and distribute them to every employee. So no matter what level you are, I'll give you an example. I made a call a couple of weeks ago. I walked into, it happened to be a manufacturing company and they were big enough. They had, they have small, very lean, mean staff, but they have a, a, a receptionist that is their switchboard operator and their receptionist because they have people coming in frequently. She just floored me. And you saw one of my posts, by the way, people should know I'm on LinkedIn under Steve Roush and I certainly have a lot of friends in my Facebook page that I can attest to out of the flooring industry. I put things there also, but she absolutely floored me by telling me at that point in the morning, how many calls she had with customers and that several of them were repeat customers who were making recommendations for other people that needed that company services. They were calling in to lift that, that friend of theirs up and network and say, you need to call Luke because he needs what you've got and what you've done for me. So that's the importance of setting objectives and then key results. And by the way, I had helped this company set this plan up. Her compensation was tied to customer satisfaction, mm. just like a commission on a salesman should be. Right. Okay? Um, if you're the installer and you're working for a floor covering firm that you're a subcontractor and he wants to pay you, I don't know, what's the going rate of your labor in California? Well, typically a, a helper would start at 15 okay. and then what's that? An hour. Dollars an hour? $15 an hour seems to be common. Some, some companies are a little lower, but I think that's a respectable for a, for a helper. And uh, all the way up to, they top out at 30. Some companies are offering 35 um, for, a, for a journeyman tile installer. So, so the way you would tie that in in your market is you would say to your installer, look, I'm going to start you on a trial basis at, at $8 an hour. Okay. And, and the reason I'm going to do that is here's the four things I need you to learn so that you're more efficient, Luke, that you can help me. I don't have to stop and say, where is the correct trial? Right. Even better than that is go back to, and, and again, I'm pilot, so forget this, but forgive me for saying this, but I do everything in form of, of pilot's trainings. Go back to ground school. How do you find out what trial I need for this job? Where do you figure that out? 
Do you look at the box of tile? Do you look at the bag of setting materials? How do you know all this stuff? That's what I want my helper to know. And as that helper shows those signs of growth, you say, Luke, you've done a fantastic job this week. You did this, you did this, you did this. Yeah, we made a couple of errors. But listen, man, your pay is going from 8 to $10 an hour right now. Okay. okay. Effective next week, you're at 10 bucks an hour. Keep growing, keep learning, keep going. So that's how you tie their compensation in. If you're the installer and you're working as a sub for a, a, a John's carpet store, you say, John, do you track your, your satisfaction of customers? Because I'd like you to be on, I think we got an honest relationship here. I'd like you to be honest and tell me every time a customer says to you, Luke, that Steve Roush guy did such a fantastic job. He did everything the way we wanted it. He cleaned everything up. We love him. We, he reflected great on your firm. We're going to do more work with you because of that. Yeah. I want you to give me a bonus of some type. Maybe it's only 20 extra bucks. Maybe it's <laughs> extra bucks. Depends on the size of the job. But let's <laughs> both grow. And I'm going to make sure that when I'm walking out of a customer, I say to that customer, my name is Steve, and, and I want you to call back to Luke's carpet store and tell Luke that you are satisfied. If you're not satisfied, here's my phone number. Call me, and I'll come get you satisfied. You know what, Steve? That's a great point. I, I'm glad you brought that up because there's... All right, all right. So I hope you enjoyed just those eight minutes or so of Steve Rosh. Um, and again, that's just eight minutes of a nearly 90 minute episode. And he came back on a couple more times there in just a matter of months. Um, and, you know, I really appreciate what he's saying here because this is a real problem in our industry. We have, and I, I put myself in this category, friends. I don't, I don't, you know, I was, I was 19 years old. I was in the trade two years, 17, 18, 19. My boss loved me. I really agree with what Steve's saying here. Tie their compensation and reward them for doing good. My first uh, boss in this industry, my mentor, he did that very well. Um, I never once asked for a raise. He started me off at $7 an hour in Tucson, Arizona in 2000. Um, well, whenever it was, it would have been, uh, uh, don't, doesn't, doesn't matter, I guess, uh, right now, but he started me off at $7 an hour. And by the time I left at 20 or 19, I was up to, you know, 15. So in two, three years, he had doubled my pay more than doubled my pay. And he gave me tools. He gave me, uh, you know, he wanted me, he, he wanted me on jobs. I mean, he was giving me two, three, 400 square foot little floors and he was asking me to handle whole houses and to be in that position. So he was really, you know, um, working with me as, you know, he wanted me to be a foreman. I had a different idea. You know, I, I got invited to go make some fast cash. I, I flew out of state, flew to Minneapolis, Minnesota, and we were there for a month. And I came back, you know, with, I don't know, seven, eight grand in my pocket for a 19 year old. I thought I was on top of the world and I thought, Hey, this is a no brainer. You know, I'm going to make the big bucks. Well, you know, lessons learned hard way, you know, things of that nature, but that apprenticeship, I know that if I had stuck with John back then, 
for a few more years, I would have been a lot more polished because he was working me through his apprenticeship, um, really class, uh, uh, in his company, I did end up moving to New York City and, and furthering my apprentice, kind of completing my apprenticeship in New York with a larger company. But nonetheless, you know, a lot of runaway helpers and runaway apprentices will build businesses due to the fact that it's so darn hard to get compensated. You heard me say, you know, Steve asked me about paying California. Well, I had moved to Santa Cruz, California at what, 24 years old. I had already been in the industry for seven years. I had tools, I had a saw, I had a truck and I could only find a job. Now, granted, this was probably 2008 ish. You know, I moved there in 2007, 2008. The best job I could find at the time was $15 an hour. And I was driving my truck, bringing my tools, hauling my boss's sand in Portland cement, starting and finishing jobs for him. And he was giving me $15 an hour. Guess what? I didn't last because I just was frankly insulted. I was making that at 19 in Tucson, Arizona, living in my parents' home. So now I'm supposed to, you know, be out in California and the going rate is 15 bucks an hour. I mean, I'm a little bit ranting here, but uh, the point is the point is solid today in 2022. I bet if I call a dozen friends in California contractors and say, what's the going rate? What are you guys starting your apprentices off? 15, 13, maybe 18, maybe 20 once in a blue moon, but come on. So where was I going with that? <laughs> so Steve's saying, treat your people right. Give them raises, if reward them if they're good, you know, and tie that reward into their, you know, their knowledge. Tell them, look, you stick around. We're going to work you up our ladder. You'll be making this in no time. If it's up to you, it's up to you. If you want to make this much, hey, we can top you out here, you know, probably in five, six years. It's up to you, though. You know, stick around and uh, put two grand in their pocket every week, you know, 1500 to two grand you're going to have a very loyal employee. I would have been a loyal employee at that for years and years and years. In fact, um, even, you know, after the recession in 2008, I went around looking for work down in uh, Monterey. I was a licensed contractor, but I had just moved to Monterey and I, and things were very slow for me. Um, and I still couldn't find work for more than like 17, 18 bucks an hour. Um, now, you know, again, it's just one of those things. It's a, it's a cutthroat industry out there in California. A lot of people not from California don't understand what's really going on. And a lot of, a lot of cutthroat and, uh, just hustle and, uh, just crazy stuff going on, uh, out there. And I know in other parts of the world as well, here I am in Florida today, I shouldn't be talking, but listen, if you're looking for good employees and you want to keep good employees, we see it all the time. Keep your apprentices, keep them around longer, tie their compensation and reward them. And you can track this with objectives and key results. So you can track these things, you know, are they, are they, are they hitting your goals, but they're never going to hit them if you don't set them and help your employees set their own goals. So that's it for me today, friends. Uh, hope you enjoyed this flashback Friday. We went a little long. Sorry about that. We'll talk at you next week.